And they stay there Welcome to the Blue Pod. I'm your host, Tess Hampton, joined as always by my co-host, Matt Duthie. Maddie, you're delivering week after week, just like the Blues are with those intros. <laughs> they're, they're testing my uh, depth of uh, songs, but I've managed to find another one for us this week. No, that was a classic. I love it. And all we do is win, win, win. Who would have seen this coming at the back half of this year, Maddie? Seven in a row. Uh, dawn on me today, I was looking at all the, you know, you troll all the Carlton media the day after another great win. Absolutely. And do you remember we were talking earlier in the season where we had a run of early, easier games and um, King, David King, laughed at the idea of us winning five in a row? Well, yes. here we are, seven in a that row. That season-defining patch. I saw a really satisfying grab from The Age um, halfway through the season that had declared that we'd finished 14th after losing to the power in Collingwood and this season would be consigned to the scrap heap, but not to be. No. Um I'm coming to you, by the way, I hope this sounds okay, such as my dedication, Blue Crew, <laughs> that I'm sitting in a bathroom recording tonight because we're on a little family getaway in Noosa and I was going to leave the pod in Maddie's hands but after such momentum, couldn't resist. Couldn't I'm stay here. away, yeah. I've gone truly remote. So such is the dedication to the pod. If you're new to the Blue Pod, welcome. Thanks for joining us. What a time to get on board Carlton Media, as Maddie said. We break down our episodes into four quarters. In the first quarter, we give our reactions to the game more broadly. In the second quarter, we deep dive on the players and we cast our best and fairest votes. In the third quarter, we look at things from the coach's box perspective. And in the fourth quarter, we open our mailbag and answer your questions. Maddie, let's dive in. All right, well, the Saints came marching in, but the Blues steeled and won the game. <laughs> <laughs> it was. St Gilda 8-6-54 defeated by our mighty Blues, 10-13-73. Goals, we had Blake Akers with two, Motlop with two, Cunningham, Kerno, De Koning, Dow, Martin and Owies with one apiece. Disposal, get a load of this guy. Newman on the 35. Mm. Here's an unexpected entry. Fisher on 32, Akers 27, Doc 26 and Cripps. 24, Maddie, seventh win in a row. As you said, no one saw it coming, including Mr. David King. What did you make of it? I loved that it was a different style of win. So we were up against the yeah. very negative Ross Lyon, bit of a grudge match to the Voss v. Ross. The, the coach, the yeah, exactly. The coach everyone was pining, wishing we'd had about eight weeks ago. Now everyone's so happy we don't. And it was yeah. um, a classic Ross Lyon game uh, I thought it was a, yeah really interesting listening to his press comments afterwards he essentially said um, we weren't going to let Charlie score so the rest of the team had to beat us um, and then he said besides Charlie uh, shut down Saad and try shut down Cripps if you can and that's all they wanted to do so just mm, even the way he's talking about it, he talks about stopping the other team rather than what their strengths are. So um, he's not really creating a spectacle, is he? He's just trying to throw water on. <laughs> no, but what I loved about that, and the other thing I really loved about the victory as well, is the fact that uh, Voss said in his press that he went to the team at half time and said, "How do you guys? What do you guys want to do? I do you want to mix it up or just keep?" And they just said, "No, we just keep doing what we've been doing. Stick I to the game plan." Well. Yeah. He said, "How do you want to play?" And they yeah. said, "Our way." Yeah, and just ground it out. So I think that was a. Uh, really great win. There's been lots of confidence um, and uh, I'm sure a lot of the guys are very inspired from this winning streak. But I think also to have one where you're down and you stick at what you're doing and it turns the game yeah. around for you, I think just massive win on for those reasons. Massive. Yeah. I was thinking that as well. It was obviously a different way to win since that miracle magical dust was sprinkled at quarter time at the goal. 
Gold Coast game, we haven't really had to come from behind. Even in the Collingwood game, we were down early, but we led most of the day. Yeah. Uh, so this was a real challenge. And going into halftime, I was texting my dad saying, it's just not looking like our day. It's just one of those days where it, we're just not looking on. It would be really hard for us to and a sign of maturity if we could win when it's not our day. Yep. And that's what we went on and did in the second half. We found a way through it. It was, as Voss said in his press, press conference, a character-building win for the side to not just be on from the get-go but had to overcome some adversity and some intense pressure in the side who really did come to play. The Saints were on. They looked yep. determined. Yeah, it was a big game, big game for both teams. That. Yeah, with the – with everyone, with everyone sitting in the eight, every game is so a important. Classic eight pointer. It was a classic eight pointer. Uh, I feel like we jumped out pretty well, but just didn't get anything, any reward on the scoreboard um, early totally. on. And the, and Saints they were dominating without any scoreboard pressure, and then they got those two against the flow. Yeah, and the Saints played a very good defensive game. One thing that was lacking was those easy goals that we've managed to get in other games when we've broken through teams' mm. defense. We weren't getting those this week, so all the goals we scored were tough and. Uh, and a lot of the goals we did manage to sneak through were the result of some really nice finishes. Uh, and then the Saints obviously brought the heat in that second quarter, played a really good second quarter. But after Hugely. that, as you said, the second half, amazing. Um, just went all our way, got on top in all sorts of areas, midfield dominated. And uh, we ended up – what the margin sort of ended up looking quite comfortable, even though it was a bit of a tussle the whole game. It was a tussle. And we just came out in that second half, and particularly that last quarter, with such intent. You could just tell – we steeled ourselves and we were willing to fight to the death, um, which was really pleasing because you could have thought, oh, well, at halftime they really come to play, maybe the streak's coming to an end. But for it to continue and to win in that manner and we're fifth on the ladder, Matthew. <laughs> I know, right there. My ladder predictor, which I thought was optimistic, has been panning out somehow. Perfect. Uh, and I have us being well, able you to... you and I did not have all these wins banked when we... Earlier in the year, if you're if you're with us earlier in the year, Maddie and I went through it halfway through the season when it, the discussion of Voss was happening and said, "Well, if we somehow make finals, we'll all be loving him. So let's have a look at it. Let's have a look at what's possible." And we never picked this. No, and we've had a lot of results going our way as well with some other victories. But it is tight from fifth to tenth. It, you know, we need to probably win at least one or two more. Probably two guarantees. Two more to make it, it a certainty. Yeah, mm. um, it's possible if we only win two more out of the last three, we could still finish fifth. Uh, which would give us a home final, which would be massive. That would be super handy. Thrilling. Um, And hopefully some players coming back in. So lots to be excited about towards the end of the season, which is not the position we thought we are going to be in. And destiny in our own hands, which is probably another situation I didn't think we are going to be in. Yeah, exactly. No, it's super exciting. It was a really massive game. And as you said, the battle between Ross and Voss, I know what side of the fence, not just because of the (laughs) points, but... The style of play. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's always the issue with the Ross line. When you're not winning, it's it's painful. It's yeah. sort of what we went through. When you're not winning and you're not scoring, it's just that is not fun football for anyone. No, unlike what we're doing. All we do is win, 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 Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we jump into the second quarter and talk about the players? All right, in the second quarter, we dive deep on each of the players and we always kick off this quarter by naming our boy and our whipping boy. If you're new to the pod, our boy is someone who didn't make our best and fairest votes, but we really like what they brought to the team. We want to give them a shout out. And our whipping boy is self-explanatory, but someone that we think um, needs some constructive criticism. So, Maddie, <laughs> let's start with your boy this week. I found this a tricky one to pick, actually. There was a few where I felt like all sort of had similar sort of games that I wouldn't have minded mm. picking any of them. 
Uh, and in the end, I'm going to give a shout out to Cunners for my boy this week. I was, okay. I was happy with Tell happy with why. what he did. He had the 18 touches. That goal he kicked um, around the corner was a real oh my God, nice that was finish. Silly, that it? was a, a great Anna, finish. Yeah, Anna on the inside. Yeah. and it's also probably <laughs> just maybe a little bit of recognition for uh, for his work. Um, He's just been putting in over the last ever since he got back into the team. I feel like it's like primary school star of the week. Just you know, it is a little bit. He's been doing well for a while. Let's give him a shout out. Uh, but yeah, the three <laughs> score involvements. Um, you know, one inside fifty. Uh, look, I just I just thought it was a it was a pretty pretty decent game from him. Um, yeah, I said there was probably a few I could have picked out who I thought were all sort of just a, a, a tier below the the ones that got the votes. And um, yeah. since we hadn't given him a shout out, sort of really, I just thought why not. No, good choice. There were a few in that group, but Cunningham is one that we've talked about for a few weeks in that pack of Cunningham, Martin, Fogarty, those players on the edge who have really, um, since they've come into the side, lifted. And Cunningham's goal is a perfect example of that, just polish when you needed it. So good choice, Maddie. I've picked uh, someone who I think the broader AFL community also agrees with, <laughs> Holly Hollands, the yes. rising star nominee. I left him for you. I thought you might choose Thank him. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he is generally speaking my boy. I love Dutchie. <laughs> um, I just thought he cracked in. So many moments I could um, point to but he was just what I love to see without really off his stats. Maybe you'll have them for there for me in a moment but just the effort and the attitude and just everything on the line. There was this huge tackle he did on Butler in the third quarter mm. when we were really pressing and they started to have a moment and a chance and he just crunched. It was not just the big flashy moments but that moment for me was just really important um, and he was working his butt off and I think we got a player. Yeah, he's definitely a good prospect going forward. Uh, 316 metres gained, two inside 50s, two score involvements, 89% time on ground, which is it's an underrated Huge. asset to be able to, especially in a uh, demanding um, position uh, aerobically, for him to be able to stay on the mm-hmm. ground just saves you so many rotations, really helps out with, uh, especially really with some true. of our midfielders that maybe struggle a bit more in that area. Um yeah, lacking Walsh at the moment. It's huge to have someone that's willing to get on their bike and create options. Definitely. But he had the, the 20 disposals, uh, six tackles. Um, yeah, he had a, he's just having – he's pretty consistent, isn't he? He's having a good season. Like, there's not too many games where he's been – second game back know, from injury, isn't it, as well? Like, I think so, yeah. It's not. It's a pretty, pretty solid effort. And Carlton Media tried to get him the nomination last week. I don't know if you saw that. So <laughs> yeah, I know they've been pushing for good him. Good to see that. Good to see that he got it this week. So he is my boy. Um, before we obviously get to the votes, let's talk through the team. And I want to start. We've talked about him, but I think we have to start in the back line, Maddie. You, you've jumped you're, the you're, whipping boy. But I mean, we can do that if you want. Oh my god, I've jumped the whipping boy. Now let's do the whipping boy. We have to do our whipping boy. Okay. Maybe I don't want to have well, to name mine, but I, I've got a really obvious one. I feel like it's, a, it's just a pretty unanimous pick this week, surely. Go, say it. Fog? Pitto. Oh, no. okay. Uh, okay, uh, go for it. Why fog? Wow. Not as obvious as I thought. I just, well, just fog struggled. He just struggled to get involved. He had the four tackles, but he had the four touches. Um, you know, only. Well, Dow was going to be subbed instead of him until he kicked a goal. So. Yeah, I know. I just thought, yeah, he just struggled to get in there this week. Um, it is a tough position and that you can't cap and you just get caught in the outer. But, yeah, just struggled to have an impact, I thought. Um, but I can see where you came with Pitto. What, what? Yeah, I thought Pitto would be the unanimous choice. Maybe I'm being a bit harsh. Yeah. I think TDK plays worse with Pitto on the side, although he had a good second half TDK. I enjoyed he what he did brought. have a good second half, yeah. It is, look, um, it's a struggle to squeeze him in, that's for sure. Pitto, that is. At the moment, I get it. I get why Pitto's out there for sure because we're lacking Harry and Sauce. So I understand why he's selected. But in the spirit of the whipping boy, 
to give him a bit of a serve. I'm just not impressed. Uh, there was one moment in particular, it was early in the game, where he played for the free and the ball like bounced right in front of him but he was so busy appealing to the umpire that he yeah. didn't go and get it. I'm like, mate, yeah. t- switch on, let's go, contribute. And he's spending a lot of time in I've the always, forward you know, line because he has to but he doesn't look a natural up there. No, he doesn't look like he offers a lot. So he was one for me where every time I was like, sure, he did he did what he does. He did well on the hitouts, I think reasonably well. We'll get those stats later, I'm sure. Yep. But he's just not offering much around the ground. And in other weeks we've had the discussion where we've gone without a ruck and we've had someone like Sauce offer a lot more around the ground. I, if we could have the Sauce TDK combo, that would obviously be my preference with Harry pinch hitting. We don't have the personnel. Pitto has to be there, but I'd hope that he'd be – Offering us a little more than he has the last couple of weeks. Yeah, he only had the eight touches. He had the 23 hitouts. Um, but yeah, he's struggling to, to really contribute much, um, really, besides his hitouts at the moment, isn't he? I thought you'd be with me on that one, Matty, but there you go. Fulgin no, I'm also with you. A I'm... very fair choice. Yeah. Um, now, I wanted to talk about Nick Newman so much, I almost skipped the whipping <laughs> boy. <laughs> so let's talk about him. He was phenomenal, Matty. 35 disposals at 89% efficiency. 26 kicks, um, six inside 50, 623 metres gained, four clearances, three tackles. What else have you got? Like it's just oh, what a season. Four clearances, four score involved. Somebody said those as well. But, um, yeah, massive, massive game. He isn't just a, a rich vein of form, career best. Um, well and truly. And, he, and it's not just one part of his game. It's his whole game. Defensively, he's still – rock solid, um, but, you know, they're getting, giving him the Completely. ball. They're, they're giving him – they're feeding him. He's, he's using that left foot of his. They are feeding him, aren't they? I really noticed that this game when someone marked it around the arc, whoever, whichever player it may be, they were looking for him as a, a good option to deliver it inside and he more often than not did it well. And the great thing about this, so many teams put attention into a player. So, for example, we had them locking down Kerno in the forward line this week and normally mm. we have Kerno and Harry, which makes it hard for teams. Uh, Sardi gets a lot of attention in our back line. So, you know, if they want to go to Sardi and lock him down, you, you need the other guys to step up. And this week we had Newman uh, and Fish, we'll talk about later as well, but Newman did a, has been doing a great mm. job of it for for quite a like – probably about a good month, month and a half of football. He's, he's been just yeah. absolutely killing it. It's ridiculous and I love it. And, Matt, let's talk about Fish. And the reason it flows is because he – is in the back line this week. Have a bit yeah, of a positional shift there. I know. What do you I'd, make of that? I'd heard that he'd been doing it in the VFL and I didn't think much of it. And I was surprised that that's where he lined up in the AFL team, but he looked pretty well, good behind the, the ball. that some of the coaches have been pushing for him to get get a run there. And uh, I liked it too. Obviously, he had a really good game. He did. Uh, he always has used the ball well. He's pretty creative. He's quick. He's And he's sort of built like a halfback flanker. And uh, I think one of the recent criticisms I've had of Fish is that he can sometimes get a bit selfish or a bit carried away forward of the ball, um, maybe mm. tries to do a bit much. And uh, in the back half of the ground, there's not quite those many options. You have to be a bit more conservative and you don't quite have the amount of options uh, to do yes, something super fancy, you but you still get that mm-hmm. creativity from him in his slick ball use. And he was racking it up. I think they clamped him down a little bit, but especially in the early in the game, um, he was he was effective back there, 21 kicks. He was Super effective. He kind of put the team on his back early. He was having quite a solid start to the game. I was surprised. I thought, you know, good on him. He's come back in. He seized his opportunity with both hands. There's been talk of him being on the trade table and he's maybe put a question mark over that or if not increased his trade value, whichever yeah. way he's, he's you st- want to look at it. His stats weren't that dissimilar to Newman's and we just gave Newman a huge rap except he had 77% time on ground Newman's 91. But he had 551 metres gain, which was the second most huge. behind Newman with 623. Um, but they both had 
four score involvements, four clearances. He only had the three inside 50s and you in six. Uh, but like the, you almost Still. had the same amount of disposals. Um, it's yeah, it's a very similar sort of game, and uh, yeah, very impressed. Impressed I was. I'm really impressed as well, and that's what you want. You want p- players like Fish who got dropped. He'd been sitting in the side for ages. Went back to the VFL. You want him to come in and do exactly what he's done, what Cunningham's done previously, what Martin's done. When they come in, and you go, "Wow, we've actually missed them. They really contribute." That's. Yep. That's how you want to feel. The challenge for him now is that the competition's seen him do that and it's always a little bit easier. It's like when you get a new coach and you always seem to have mm. a little bit of a boost for the first couple of weeks while teams figure you out. So teams have had a look at True. him now. They know what he's doing. So he'll be a uh, bit more probably closely guarded going forward if he plays that role for us. So it might get a little harder for him. So, yeah, if he can uh, deal with that and manage that's it. That's great. Which, if uh, we give a team more headaches to manage, so that's be right. it. Yeah, definitely. So if he can yeah, just maintain it going forward. Uh, and it was interesting him coming in as well um, for for uh, essentially for McGovern, sort of going with a smaller back line. Yeah, which was interesting. I thought Bins will get to selection was a bit stiff not to get a look again, but yep. maybe one day, Maddie. <laughs> um, while we're in the back line, I guess we're talking about these halfback flankers. What do you think of Sadi this week, Maddie? Yeah, they obviously put the put the lockdown on him. He only had the eleven touches, mm. uh, nine kicks. Um, but look. Can't complain too much. Like he is quiet. I feel like he's been having a little patch of being well held. It's not like he's playing badly, but it just feels like he hasn't been able to get off the leash like he did earlier in the season. Yeah. And look, to be honest, it doesn't bother me because he, he does his job. Um, you know what he's good for. And if it means like Newman and Fisher are getting off the hook, that's fine. I think yeah. you'd be more concerned if none of them were uh, delivering us a bit of drive out of the back line. But the fact we, mm. we were getting it, look, if they want to – they want to pay a bit of close attention to him and, and stop him from getting the ball um, and our other boys want to go to work and, and take that role and he just sort of essentially yeah. did a bit like Charlie, sacrifice maybe his game a little. Exactly. Yeah. It's not a lack of form, is it? It's just a getting some attention and letting others shine. So nothing wrong with that. Um, someone else in the back line, we're just on a roll of players I want to praise, which is, you know, how things have been lately, which is <laughs> wonderful. Weedering was rock Oh, he's looking great. Some of the marks he's taking. I'm loving that this new intercept marking, just going for it. Yeah, absolutely. He He's just such a solid pair of hands and he's really backing himself. And his disposal on the back of that has sharpened up something. I know. Like, it was always pretty good, but gee, it was um, suspect earlier in the year, wasn't it? He got nervous for some reason. I don't know what that was about. It was. I actually saw a... Weeder's first half of the season to second half of the season comparison, you know, out in the content we've all been diving into somewhere and his disposal efficiency was down low, something like, and this could be wrong, but 53%. And now it must be, you know, the average, I'm not sure what it is off the top of my head, but it's looking yeah, very good to the naked eye. 87, which is high. Anything above 80 yeah. is good. 87% uh, And for also him. the decision-making. It's not just hitting it, it's picking the right option and hitting it. I think he's better going on instinct. I think he kicks better when he gets it and goes. I think when the game's slow and he has to think about it and pick a target, uh, it just I think he overthinks it perhaps at times. He's definitely a better yeah. kick on instinct. No, he's good. As one of my non-Carlton friends who was watching the game messaged me, Weedering looks like a reliable pair of hands and yeah. it's hot. <laughs> it is, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Great to see him in a rich vein of form. Um, Kempy as well. He's yeah. partner in crime now. Yep. Keeping it up. Yep. Still uh, a few rushes of bloods and, and some sort of um, mm. not ill-directed but just maybe not well-directed kicks going forward. But yeah. uh, loving what he's yeah. bringing, loving that adventurous marking, probing, running, kicking game he's doing. Um, yep. Heard that he, he also had that 
hamstring concern at the end of the game. Apparently it's yes, not a hamstring. What's, what's the mail? Uh, uh, look, everyone says he's fine. Maybe it was a, a bad corky up high or something, I'm guessing, because they didn't okay. ice him. Um, they are rubbing him down. So I'm wondering if he just copped a, copped a knee or something like that, hopefully. Hopefully, because that would be a big ad. He's been really big for us, but um, if I haven't heard anything. But I think you're right as well, Maddie, that he – still has those flash moments yeah. that possibly need to be ironed out. Very Liam Jones-esque actually. Game. Yeah. A little bit, but a little bit less erratic in how it looks somehow. Yeah. Um, Chincotta, I just want to touch on him really briefly because he's a find. I just, every time he gets the ball, he's yeah, solid. Slotted in seamlessly. Yeah. Yeah. Really enjoying it. And then Doc, I wanted to talk about Doc, Maddie, because Taylor of Two stories, I think, was his game on the weekend. There were moments where I was like, what is he doing? Brain fade turnovers <laughs> for one of our senior players. What's going on? And then there were moments in the second half where I was like, thank God for Sam Doherty. Yeah, he, he did uh, have a few moments. His disposal efficient was way down, 65%. Um, slight few concerns there. Uh, but yeah. you're right, it's still he's a master of being in the right spot at the right time, I think, Doc. And he almost slotted that mm. goal. Um, almost a classic oh, dock goal from outside 50. It just swung it. late and hit the post. I know. Um, when it was going to kick it, my partner was like, do you reckon he'll get it? Surely not from there. And I was like, no, nah, no, nah, Doc's a dead eye. He's got this. <laughs> Still had the six <laughs> score involvements. Um, yeah, well, I don't think you'll uh, watch the – you don't think you'll put that one sort of in a DVD and put it up on the wall to show anyone. But, um, yeah, he, <laughs> he's uh, – Not in the dock at his BNF files. No, no, no. Um yeah, he I, still had moments in the second half, though, where his he leadership did. and his still determination had some great shot moments. through. Yeah, let's get to the middle of the ground. There's a lot of players to talk about, but I'd actually like to start with let's start with the wings because we've touched on Hollands. But I want to talk about Blake Acres, mm. Ripper game, huge from Blake game. Acres, yeah. I don't know if I've, I think I did get his stats. Yeah, 27 disposals, 85 percent efficiency, 27 pressure acts, and that goal, Maddie, that amazing goal. That was a hell of a goal. Pretty much sealed the deal. Yeah, it was, got, and it was all him. Yeah, and he kicked two, two for the game. Um, he got that yeah. one early as well. But that, yeah, that one where he ran and um, when he first kicked it, I didn't think he was actually even going for goal. It was, it just looked like he was just pinging it towards. But he was obviously definitely aiming for it. There's no one there. He was going for it. But yeah, to have the confidence yeah. to obviously feeling himself after running through half the St Kilda team. <laughs> yeah, getting it back and then backing yeah, every, himself in. Yeah, it's sort of funny. Every time he gave it to a, a Carlton player, they sort of fumbled it and he's like, oh, if you can't do it, I'll do it myself sort I'll of attitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, exactly. Um, that no, was he was awesome. Yeah, great game I thought from it was, him. again, one of his better games yeah, from the definitely. very start of the of the match he was on and 85% efficiency for someone that we give a bit of a hard time with his disposal is pretty damn good. Yeah, massive. Um, and, look, he does have the odd games where uh, sometimes his disposal is a bit suspect, but uh, he's similar to Doc. He's always in the right spot. Um, he's a hard runner. He knows what he's doing. He's fairly reliable. Um, yeah, it was a, I think it was right up there, one of his better games for us, I reckon. Looks like he's enjoying it too, which I love to see. When he's yep. nailing the goals, yeah. looks like he's starting to really enjoy his time in the navy blue and bleed blue for us, which I love to see. Um, we've talked about Holland. So Cottrell, yeah. Yeah, look, I like that he's playing a role. Um, yep. He got his 18 touches. Um, he's not. Look, he got involved. Yeah, he does. And he, he's brought in that running power. He's not necessarily a starting wing for us. He's probably a fringe player at the moment, but he's uh, playing a role which is important. Yeah, exactly. That's what we need people to do is Vossi is all too 
keen to tell us in the press conference, come in and get your job done and you can't complain that he doesn't do that. Yeah. Um, and look, he, he provides that huge aerobic capacity and for a team that had no wingers uh, a little while ago, the fact that we're running with yeah, Hollands, true. Akers, Cottrell, Doc sort of going to the wing, it's not, the fact that we can have players class on the wing, yeah, so. rotating through yeah. Um, is important. Yeah, that's true. Now, we're in the middle of the ground, so let's talk about it and we have to do it. Paddy Dow. <laughs> yeah, interesting one, wasn't it? Gets a full game. Uh, yeah. What's your take? Obviously, really happy for him that he kicked that awesome goal, that he had a good game. Yes. But I think we need to dive deeper. Yeah, well, he uh, was – I didn't – don't know if I saw another one, but he had – uh, three turnovers that directly led to goals. Yes. Um, yes. And none of them were uh, like, you know, un, weren't like he was running wide open under no pressure. He was under pressure on all of them, but it happened. Well, what about the one where he handballed Fish and Fish Yeah, fumbled? Fish fumbled That's it. like whose fault is that? I Should know. Dow, and there was, was one. Dow too relaxed with it or was Fish, the skill error was at Fish, you know. It just looked a little bit VFL to me. Like, oh, just dish you. Like, no, we're in AFL. Someone's going to pounce on that. Yeah, and he had the one where Kemp laid the hip and shoulder and the ball sort of bounced to him and, oh. then, he, and then he hooked it round the corner, but he just hooked it straight to Sinclair uh, at the end of the Which first quarter. Which is a shame because Kemp's really solid contest there. Yeah. You're hoping it would be rewarded. But yeah. once again, he was under the pump and then there was, what was the other one? It was, um, I think it was another kick of his. I think it was a dump kick or something like that and it went to them. I can't remember now. But I, I remember thinking there were three times where he was the last one to touch the ball and then they got a goal off his turnover. So yeah, he had some moments that hurt us. but that Costly got, moments. Yeah, and he got the, we ended up with the 22 touches um, and 13 kicks. Um, just trying to see how many clearances he had. Of uh, he did, he got a seven, clearances. seven clearances, yeah. So, he, and that's that's meant that's his that's his one Woody's clearances, three hundred ninety-seven meters gained. Um, but yeah, the goal was really his, his shining moment, wasn't it? That was a lovely finish on the goal. It was a lovely finish. It was a lovely celebration. Sounded like obviously I'm in Noosa, hence why I'm trapped in a bathroom recording the podcast, not to wake my son. <laughs> but it sounded like the roof was blown off at Marvel when he kicked that through the sticks. So it was a really, really nice moment for him. Good night. Enough of us not to sub him. <laughs> I know, that was funny, wasn't it? Um, look. Yeah, if you haven't listened, Bluker in the press conference for us says he was going to sub him and then after that goal and the roar, he thought he would better not do it. <laughs> I like Dow. I like the fact he's getting a run, but I think the more I see him in the firsts, the more I can see why he's been on the outer, which is a bit harsh. Yeah, after he kicked I agree. Goal, and I feel like this is harsh and possibly not a popular opinion because the Carlton faithful are right behind Dow and I, we love him too. And we're really happy to see him get a game, but you can see the difference in class between him and those that he's replacing. He's an awesome backup. He's an awesome depth player. He did really well to take his chance, but he's not he's not quite at the level of obviously Terra's leading our BNF probably, so that's not a fair comparison, but that's who he was replacing. So yep. that's the comparison. He's And he's always going to be a victim of where he was picked in the draft. If he was a third-round pick, you know, in the 40s or 50s, um, yeah. who's been playing well in the VFL and comes into the team as the backup and and does all right um, without blowing the world away. Everyone would be like, yep, you know, really happy right. with what he's doing. Sign him up on a, you know, minimum contract or whatever he's willing to accept and he's a great depth player. But because he's a high pick, I think there's just a feel like he should be playing first and I think he probably feels probably like he should be playing first. So there's just a little bit of extra added pressure from that and I just don't think it's yeah. probably doing him any favours. Even from the... I think coach's perspective is I think he gets treated a little bit harsher because he's not living up to expectation. Yeah, I think that's right. Well, Paddy, did you see the interview that Paddy Cripps did with him after the game saying that he really likes playing with him and I thought it was nice from Cripper. He's a great leader to give him raps for coming in and performing it and you could tell that 
he was really pleased to see that he, oh, he came nice. in no, and, I missed that. and did a job. Yeah, I thought so it was nice to see. Just while we're on him, it's a good chance just to mention it. Uh, I thought it was really telling in Voss's post game interview when he said, It's great to see guys like Dow and Fogg who want to be playing first, AFL football is really just making like playing their role. He, he talked about them as if their time in the team is very limited. Mm, interesting. Good pickup. Yeah, I just thought he was sort of like, look, we love what they're doing for us, but he talk, uh, to me it was like, a, but they're easily replaceable. Um, it's like they're seizing their chance while they've got it. Yeah, then they may not have it for very long. That That's the vibe Voss gave me when he talked about him and, yeah. and he threw Fogg in there as well, which I thought was interesting. Interesting, because we've liked what Fogg's been bringing. Well, I'll be interested to hear what the Blue Crew have to say about our take on Dow and what they thought of his game. But, hey, he, he got the job done ultimately and did a, did a role for us in the middle. Speaking of the captain in that interview, Maddie, um, I thought Cripper had a, another classic Cripper game, digging in and trying to will us forward. Yeah, um, he's just doing what he does best, clearances, smashing into bodies, Clearing a path yep. for others, feeding the ball out. people off him. <laughs> I did really enjoy that play early in the game where Conning took it out of the ruck and flipped a handball out to him and he faked a kick on his right, yes. swiveled back onto his left and gave it to Martin. I think it was for our first goal. Um, yeah, that was beautiful. A good kick on his left, not too bad. Um, I know, unexpected from Kripper. He doesn't not partial to a kick normally. <laughs> a little pizzazz with the fake as well, pretty confident. Um, yeah, look, it wasn't a... It wasn't a huge game from him, but um, I think they were trying to put a fair bit of attention into him. But sorry, it was 11 clearances. I robbed him of one. But uh, look, if he can just provide that as a minimum, I think you're pretty happy with that. It's just like uh, Voss has been saying, it's their role and his role is to to be that big body. Yeah, exactly. And to be I just – I feel like he's grown as a leader so much this season. Just from what I'm seeing externally, who knows what's going on internally, but – he really seems to be sitting in that role of sole captain really nicely and just in that interview with Paddy and the way he speaks and leads, I feel like he's really, really got the team behind him and is leading from the front. So no one else we'd rather be behind in this hopeful march towards our first finals, but fingers crossed. Oh, and he just, if anyone, he captain deserves some finals. Christ. Yeah, I hate when they reel out the yeah. stat of like how many games he's played without playing in a final. It's, yeah. Well, let's bring him to the promised land, but let's not think about <laughs> talking about it too much. Uh, Hewitt was okay without being anything special. Yep, a little bit quieter than last week. Um, uh, but, you know, playing that inside role, um, he had the 23 touches, laid a massive eight tackles for us, uh, which was huge. Very important. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he's working himself into a consistent little patch. Um, Hewitt, thought he was okay. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah. And we talked about Pitto and we kind of touched on TDK, but I wanted to dwell on TDK for a bit longer because in the first half I was like, oh, our rucks are offering nothing again. Then in the second half I really thought TDK dialed it up and he did. came to the party and had a big impact for us. Yeah, I think he was massive. And it's that glimpses you see and you're just like, gee, this, this, that's when people yeah. get really excited about him. When he starts actually sort of tearing the games apart and being a bit more authoritative and looking like a bit more of a mature mature big body out there, he's 24, so he's, he's – Coming into that sort of prime age, like, you know, you, you think over the next year or two he should really be hitting his straps and getting a lot of confidence in himself as well. He, sometimes he looks like he's uh, not nervous isn't the right word, but just playing within himself a little, doesn't want to yes, impose himself. Yeah. And so it's, I really love it when you he see He just him. needs to have a little bit of Charlie Swagger, a little bit more exactly. arrogance about him almost, you know, <laughs> yeah. just back himself. I thought, he, I thought he had played an important role in that turnaround. Yeah, massive. Um, speaking of players that played an important role, I want to give a shout out to one of our favourites lately, Jack Martin. Yes. He's seriously 
what a vein of form he's in too, not just with the goals but some sneaky overhead handballs, some polish, some runs, some toughness. Can't ask much more of Jack Martin. Yeah. Finally living up to what we all dreamed and hoped. He's feeling it. He's one of those guys who doesn't have to have the ball too often. He's, his impact is always large. Um, the stats never yeah. probably really reflect uh, how good he is. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, he's really been a nice little foil for, for Charlie up there, just a smaller um, sort of overhead capable player. And uh, yeah, yeah so he's really taken a bit of bit of ownership on that that position, um, bit of responsibility. Uh, totally, he, he looks good up there. He's just just a classy, hard player, isn't he? He is, and I think exactly what you open with there, Maddie. He's feeling it. He's just one of those players <laughs> where you can tell he's feeling it. He's in. He's feeling his footy. He's feeling himself, and he's playing like it. And I, I love to see it. He's got some flair and some confidence, and he has been absolutely huge for us since. He- came in. Charlie had to play a bit more of a selfless role this week. Voss touched on that but got well held, finally got a bit of reward with one goal at the end but in the second half was nonetheless really important I thought with some nice delivery inside 50 and trying to work his way through the attention. Yeah, literally getting double teamed the whole game. Um, Yeah. So always going to be hard. Uh, Mm. Look, yeah, managed to snare that goal but yeah, real selfless game from him Um, and it's 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 really a, a good sign of a of a team uh, that's really playing for the for the win rather than the individual accolades. Um, yeah, exactly. It's good Maddie. signs. They're they're playing for each other, as Voss keeps saying, but you really can see that everyone's you know really enjoying what they're doing and trying to bring everyone into the game. Um, Owies, you talked you talked about him last <laughs> week, and I thought what you said rang very true this week, where you love him and then you're also like. Matty always you're annoying sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's you know he bleeds blue and he tries so hard, but there was he had some opportunities. That I think I had him almost considered him for my whipping boy, but he kept getting so much of it. He gets but in he, the right you know, spots. Really stuffed up. Yeah, he gets in the right spot. But in the first quarter, he had a massive miss. I mean, a chance to put us in front of the fourth, and he missed. He just yeah didn't really nail, and that can really sap momentum from a team. So a few disappointing moments from Matty always. Yeah, he's a funny one. I really like him. But as you said, there are times where you're just like, gee, like you you want him dropped almost instantly. But he's really good at – he can. T- I think he's just really smart. I think he works really hard. He knows the right spots to go. For, for a guy that obviously didn't start his career as a uh, – he sort of was later to the game than others, came in and team as a, a, mm, a mature rookie, yeah. Um, but, yeah, he leads really well for a little guy. I feel like if he – he, if he had like a bigger body, I think he'd be an amazing uh, key forward. But um, yeah, yeah, it is, he's always he always he he produces the results. It's sort of awkward. There's so many other players I would pick a want to pick ahead of him, but um, credit to him, he manages to to do enough to to stay in the team week after week. He does enough, but he had some frustrating moments this week. He bleeds blue, and I think he tries, and I think he's smart. But then sometimes I think his skill and execution just. I, I don't know what it is. He's a, he's a funny one. Motlop had a good game as well though, Matty. Opposite of Owies, he's kind of got what Owies doesn't have. He's got that not even trying flair sometimes, whereas Owies looks like he's trying really hard but can't quite finish. And a, Motlop just instinctually seems to be able to get it done. Goal-kicking machine since he's come back into mm. the team. Two goals, that awesome running goal through the middle where I think he burnt oh he's, that was um, there was someone that was that was a uh, 30 out wide open that he that he ignored That's good. and I kicked want it past him boards to kind of back themselves like that yeah but six goal goal uh score involvements and and yeah he's I love the fact he's kicking goals it was my one criticism of him prior to him getting dropped um and out of the team or injured and out of the team and uh yeah I love the fact he's seeing the scoreboard I think that just makes him such a more damaging player and 
uh, just really helps with his contribution at four. Just you can't be a small forward who doesn't kick goals, which he was sort of struggling to do there for a little while. Yeah, no, he's got good good goal sense at the moment. He's he's making them count. Is there anyone else you want to touch on, Maddie, or should we get to our votes? Uh, no, I think you've covered everyone. Let's do it. B and F time. All right, the Blue Pod BNF. Maddie and I get 10 votes each. We have to cast all 10. One player cannot get more than five, and only Charlie Kerner would ever scored five in previous games. In terms of the leaderboard, uh, believe whichever narrative you'd like. Either we are lazy and haven't updated it, <laughs> or no, we'd like to keep it a mystery <laughs> until the end of the season. And so we're not going to tell you who's up there until the very end. Well, it's gone to the point but, now is you might as well wait. Might as well wait. Yeah, you might as well wait. We'll let you know who's leading it. But you can probably take a, a very educated guess on who's on the podium. Uh, but, Maddie, who was in your votes this week? Uh, I just out three votes for Newman and Akers. I thought they both had excellent games. Yep. I stro- yeah, really good. I, I toyed with how the votes went out a few times, but I felt like those guys had to be at the top. Um, yeah. And then to round it up, I've actually done a done a U. I've dished out a few singles. So I've gone singles okay. for Crips, Fish, Weeders and TDK. Okay, very nice. I think our votes are sem- pretty similar but um, a little bit different. Uh, I've given Newman three as well. I thought he was our best on. So he's the lone three votes for me. I've given Akers two. I gave Weedering two. I thought he was rock solid when it counted and our defence kind of a bit underrated the role that they played on the weekend. Just brick walls and really creating offence from defence. And then I went one apiece to Cripps, Fisher and Martin. Yeah. Uh, I think that's uh, all sounds good. There was a yeah, number of guys who could have stolen a few votes there, but I think we've both got the, the, the main guys at the top, the ones who really led the I way. I played with it a bit. It was hard. It's a yeah, good it was. to have when it was. it's hard to fit everyone in. Yeah. All right, shall we get into the third quarter and do the coach's box? We're not here to just be part of the group. We're here to be the best, and that's what as competitors we'll try and strive for. Could we be the best, Maddie? We are. Do the we best. dare to dream? <laughs> Everyone just keeps messaging me as the lid off, and I have to reply with a little like um, trophy emoji. I'm like, cups ass. Yeah. Okay. Love it. If only the Carlton optimism. Um, the swagger is back. So team selection this week we had down fish come in because Chera and Gov were out. Ed was the sub. Um, nothing too surprising except perhaps a bit disappointing. Bins didn't get a run, but at the same time, fish really played well so no he did yeah I, look Binz has had a great season and I would love to see him get a run but it looks like it probably not going to happen this season but that's all right yeah um, hard to say without seeing him the first but it looks like he's going to be a good player I'm not not too concerned totally uh team stats Matty let's hear him uh, we won the disposals by plus 21 um but they okay. were pretty similar uh similar ratio for kicks and handballs we won the inside 50s 56 to 44 um, yep. They won the free kick count by two, 16 to 14, so it's pretty average not there. not surprised by that. I've resisted commenting on that. <laughs> uh, hit outs we won by only two, 33 to 31. But the big, big probably stat this week was the clearances. We won that 46 to 22. So that is... That's where we like to dominate. An absolute demolishing. And uh, to get the ball going forwards out of the middle is just... It gives you such an advantage. Um, the centre clearances were nine to seven, but the stoppage clearances were 37 to 15. Wow. Um, scrolling down, everything there's pretty Ross close. did say something in his presser, didn't he, about they just weren't ready to be bullied in the clearances to the level they were in the second half. He said they didn't see it coming or something. Yeah, and he just sort of said that um, 
our game is to win it out of the center clearance and you got to try stop that and they couldn't um sort of bad luck he's he's the master of the backhanded compliments ross he's sort of like everyone's like oh they're pretty weird character yeah like they're pretty good and he's like oh they just win clearances that's all they can do and um they managed <laughs> to do it so good on them it's just sort of like like yeah it's just the way it's, it's sort of strange it's sort of like like a, they have a one trick but it you're, you're a one trick pony <laughs> got us this week he said something like better teams will deal with it um that better than we did. Like, is this like, you know, that won't work against better teams sort of thing. As in it's gettable. Well, yeah. I'd say we've been in some pretty good teams in this little run, Ross, but... I think enough. we have, yeah. Just uh, picking them off one at a time. Uh, we won the marks inside 50, 14 to 11. We lost contested marks 13 to 9. Uh, and tackles, 79 tackles to the Saints, massive to our 62. Ooh. We had more tackles inside forward 50, though, for you, Tess, 12 to Good, 10. Good, my favourite stat. Good. Smashed them on bounces, 12 to 2. <laughs> and that's, Sadie didn't even get that much That's it. pretty much it. But really it was all about the the, the clearance work uh, and getting the ball going forward for us in this game. Yeah, so we touched on it at the outset. I guess the interesting thing for this game for us was winning in a different way, and I feel like we've now – won a few different ways in this seven on the trot streak, the first seven on the trot streak we've had in God knows how many years. So is there anything else you want, you want to touch on in terms of the way this game played out game style wise, Maddie? Um, no, not too much. I just, I just think it's really impressive that uh, with the personnel we're missing, which I know everyone's talking about, but the fact we're able to persist Huge. and it's, uh, even in a game where we weren't able to get easy goals, we had some guys with them, like all the goals, if you look at the highlights, they're just great finishes. Dow, great finish. Akers, we talked about yeah. his. Motlop. Um, just every, Charlie you know, with his one. Charlie, Cunningham with the inside out. Like we were forced mm, to beautiful. to be pretty classy with the way we finished. And uh, I don't know where I saw it, but I thought it was interesting because I think we fell victim to this. There was a period a while ago where we were getting smashed and we just weren't scoring and Voss was saying that he doesn't care about scoring it's all about our, our defense and you and I were like what yeah. is this man talking Come about on. yeah but apparently in this I don't know when the streak starts but I think it's since round 10 or something like that we are the number one defensive team in the comp I think uh we've conceded nine less goals than the team in that's the second best defensive yeah. team is the stat I heard uh so I just don't think you can um underestimate our defense underestimate, it hasn't been yeah. talked about too much because we have charlie up forward kicking bags of goals and we've had some big wins and we're on a streak but um yeah totally money we're proving very difficult to score against with this with forward pressure and the way that that's working out for us has just been a, a complete turnaround well what do you know Voss might know more than you and i <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> <have> maybe <laughs> <laughs> we're yet to know uh no i agree Maddie. i think the defense is actually something i wanted to touch on it's been uh the unsung hero, it's been underrated. In that first half in particular, it just stood, stood so strong with Newman and Wiedering and the way we're rebounding from there. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And, um, no, and you've said something about premiership teams, you know, it all builds from a strong defence. It does. Uh, there's this premiership window they have on, oh, I think it's on the couch, footy, or Fox footy on the couch, yeah. and they show you moving towards. So essentially you've got to be top I know what it is, top five in offense and defense normally to win a premiership. And our defense has actually been always up there, but our offense has been catching up pretty fast. And when they showed us, we're moving rapidly into that into that top right corner, which is into the top five and top five. Um, but I think if you want to just sort of sum that's up how the, the defense has gone this season, I think you can just look at Weedering's individual season. I think that sort of mm. uh, reflects the, the, the fortunes of the team really well. Yeah, a guy who was all at sea and lost early on, um, shell of him former self, and now – Back to his back to his best and and just looking uh, unbeatable down there. 
Yeah, absolutely. Look, I don't want to jinx us, but we have to quickly talk about the finals prospect and if we dare to dream about where we might finish and your ladder predictor. <laughs> yeah, what okay. are your thoughts at this stage, Maddie? I think it's looking like we will make it. Uh, Touch wood, not jinxing anything, but yes. <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting because the draw is big. So uh, the three teams currently below us, Doggies, Saints and GWS, we're ahead of them only because of the draw. But then we've also got Geelong and Sydney, just a game behind us, who obviously mm. have the draw. So really tight. Um, Crazy. But I think, yeah, I, I, you feel like we're going to make finals. And if we are, I just... I would love for us to snare that fifth or sixth spot so that we don't end up having to do something like go down to Geelong to play Geelong in Geelong or Sydney in Sydney in the first week of finals. Yeah. It would be a disaster. That's what I really want to avoid. Um, just it's, What a thrill to even be having this conversation. I know. And we're, we're welcoming players back. We're going to get hopefully Walsh yeah. back soon, Chera back, McGovern back. Um, Harry we, for finals yeah, maybe? Yeah, Harry's a, Harry's a long shot but you never know. Sus? Sauce, yeah, actually, what's the – have you heard any updates with him? No, it's a bit of an enigma what's going on there, but you never know. He possibility. Would, he would be big because that would really help that forward structure. That would be massive. I haven't heard anything about yeah. him. Um, no. So, look, I, I'm feeling optimistic about it and, uh, you know, I did my little ladder predictor and, yeah, has us has – us, if we can knock off two – uh, two games, so obviously probably the most likely loss is to Melbourne. Uh, but if we can beat, it's GWS and Gold Coast, is it? Yeah, GWS is the last game of the season, potentially a mini final of itself if we get to that point. But let's avoid that after the trauma of last year and secure <laughs> it before then, please God. That would be nice. So that for the me, just come out too. That's the last game on the Sunday at like oh, six forty. Oh, so deliberate. Shift, I know it's so. just not a great slot, but they've obviously done it to try keep interest through the the weekend. Um, yeah, exactly. Shorter turnaround if you are in finals next week as well, so it's a bit frustrating. But anyway, I have us finishing fifth with the Doggies sixth, Geelong seventh and Sydney eighth. So that would have us playing Sydney down here at home in the first week of finals. Love it. You heard it here first. I hope that's right, Maddie. And what about your prediction for this week against Melbourne? Uh, well, I sort of pre- predicted a loss on my ladder, but in true Blue Pod style, I will go for a oh, four-goal victory. <laughs> A four goal, what, not 50 points this time? <laughs> no, they've lost Petty up forward. Um, it'd be interesting to see if uh, Oliver gets back in the team. Um, Gorn, good form. It's going to be a huge game. Gorn's on a tear. Um, he's doing really well running solo ruck, so he's one we're going to have to watch out for. Mm. Petrarca's in good form. I mean, they're a good team. So, yeah. And they're, they're in pretty good, Big like match. I say, they're in pretty good form. So, it's yeah, it's going to be a tough one. Um, but we've been, been playing really well against all these top eight teams, so just another another challenge for the boys. Love it. All right, Maddie, let's get into the fourth quarter and open our mailbag. All right, each week we ask for your questions on our social media. And if you're new to the pod, give us a follow. We're at the blue pod on Twitter and the dot blue pod on Instagram. Also on threads, but I'm not really sure how much I'm doing with that yet. So, Maddie, <laughs> I'll get to our Instagram questions first this week. Um, Let's just go to the archives here. Sorry, not a smooth machine, am I, from my bathroom Queensland studio. (laughs) All right, here we go. Oh, here we go. We don't have an update. Meza said, any updates on SOS, contract or injury? Contract's a good point. No update there, hey? No, I've heard nothing on either front. Mm. Silence worries me. I want him locked away. I know. He also asks on the contract, does Dow get a contract now? I'd say surely not. He hasn't played himself into a contract, has he? No, I would give him a... 
like a, a minimum, whatever the minimum contract is. I'd be happy to have him playing oh, the so ro- would I playing the role he's but playing. Yeah, VFL backup, but um, surely he can do better than that. I think yeah, I think he should be searching for a home where he can get more game time if he can get it. Yeah, exactly. Um, Patrick Whiteley, just a comment, loving the role switch for Fisher, adding to his trade value as well. I know. I, I did actually think that. I'm not talking <laughs> about him going home to WA and him racking up 30-plus touches off the halfback flank is not going to do us any harm if we do end up trading him. No, exactly. Not bad at all. Um, incre- keep increasing that value, Fish. Um, although I wouldn't mind keeping him. Fish and Crips is quite the combo. They're yeah, but- a good mate. So I do wonder if he'll stay. Like, it's pretty, a very good mates. Pretty crowded halfback flank line there. you got Zach Williams coming back next year as well. True. All right, Maddie. here's one. Genius Species says, how many current players, players currently playing in our 22, weren't in your best 22 at the start of the season? Ooh, good question. Let me roll through our well, players. Well, i say Fogarty wouldn't have been in the 22. Definitely not Fog. Uh, let me roll down. So I wouldn't have had... I probably wouldn't have picked Hollands at the start of the year. Like you hope for it, but I don't think you would assume you'd be in there. You wouldn't have Dow in there. You didn't have Kemp in there. Uh, I didn't have Kemp in there, but we all knew he was was always going to come good. Uh, Cunningham (laughs) didn't think he was going to get back in the team. Um, At his best, we would have had him in there though. I think we'd ridden Martin off based on last year for a while there. True. Uh, Chincotta, obviously we didn't really know much about, but wouldn't have had him in the team. Marchbanks back, it wouldn't have picked him being back from injury. And Fogg. So it's, there's seven or eight. That's a, subs- that's a huge number of players you've just reeled off, Maddie. Yeah. That's significant. Some of them ruled out due injury, just the obvious ones. Yeah, of course. Like at, at their best, Cunningham would have been in our 22 ideally. Yeah, so but probably about we never f- thought it would happen. Probably about four players who just didn't think we we're going to get back on the park and there's probably another four that have surprised. And that's that's what makes a team rise up though. That Nothing makes a team mm. jump up the ladder faster than a really good recruiting period and or just a couple guys coming on fast. It's Because it's competition so tight. If you can just get a small gain from inside your list. Small I know edge. Everyone yeah. gets excited about recruiting, but um, the best way to improve fast is to work with what you've got. Yeah, couldn't agree more, Maddie. And there's been some serious improvement in there, none less so than Newey. And I've got a comment here, did Newey just top the best and fairest? He'd be in the running for it with Yeah, it's a late charge though. I think Chera's probably had the more consistent season or he's been better in Would not have picked those two to be... Up the top. Duking it out for the BNF. Yeah, Charlie might be up there. I know forward struggle, but surely he'll be close. Uh, speaking of, someone says a few Charlie Freeze were play on. Media had, has mentioned his goals from Freeze and they didn't mention that, no surprise. I guess that's true. Um, Damona Spland says huge win on demand and the way we won was very telling. We didn't get it all our way. I think we agree with that. Yep. Um, okay, assuming we play finals, this is from Encova, and Soss and H are fit, does Pitto keep his spot? I think we've kind of suggested not. What do you think, Matty? No, I think if you can get Soss and Harry or another relief in there, I think we look like a, a, a better setup with him not in the team. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that and I'd love to get Soss and H back. Um, two players as well that just give it their all. Pitto annoyed me on the weekend for just seeming like he wasn't. <laughs> Although we've seen him talk and he does seem like a, a Carlton man, so maybe I'm being a bit harsh. Um, how good was Ollie? Ake is amazing. Newman is ridiculous. That's from Demona as well. And K-Man asks, who goes out when Boyd and Walsh return? Uh, I don't Walsh. think Boyd's an automatic in. Um, so that will be Plus interesting. Plus mentioned he's available. Yeah. Uh, Walsh, I think, obviously, Dow would be first on the chopping block there. Um, I think that's a pretty easy, easy pick. Yeah. 
I think so. Sorry, I was just going to open our Twitter questions and realised they're not our Twitter questions, Maddie. I apologise. There are X questions. Oh, is that threads? Oh, no, Have Twitter you X. Twitter? No, no, yeah. Sorry, sure when you said X, right? I was like, what's that? I know, the logo freaks me out every time I Isn't see it. Isn't this ridiculous? I'm like, what is this app on my phone? So Twitter has rebranded as X. If anyone's missed that, I'm sure you haven't. But are we go- I'm going to keep calling it Twitter for now. I'm not ready to adjust. Is it still How called weird. Still called Twitter? Have they changed the name No, as it's well? X. It is just called it's X, called X. It? Oh, okay, there you go. There's something about... Kids Elon these Musk days, eh? X. Yeah. <laughs> Showing our age. Paul Walsh on X says, Great win, but we could have evened up the numbers in our forward line early. We didn't need the extra mid, but Charlie needed support from the first bounce. What do you think of that, Matty? Mm, it was an interesting tactical. Voss said that they were happy with Charlie. He wasn't losing the one-on-ones. The ball was coming to ground, and so we had the extra number at the clearances, and the clearances were pretty pivotal. We were smashing mm. them so convincingly. I think they were, you could, could argue for maybe trying to even up the numbers, but... Uh, but we got the victory, so um, you're sort of happy with the outcome. Maybe we should have made the move earlier, but we made the move. So, um, Mark DT says, has Nick Newman sneakily become the best small defender in the comp and should he be considered for All-Australian? Yeah, he's in, he's in good enough form at the moment. But uh, All-Australian, they do take account of the whole season. I think they meet mid-year and they like write down names who's impressed them to that point so that when they get to the end of the year, they look back so they're not, we don't have the recency bias recency of the last bias, year. Yeah. Um, but look, he's, yeah, he's he started form, okay. He started okay. He's form in the last month easily in the All Australian squad. Don't know if he'll yeah, get there though. Yeah, true. It's amazing that he's even in the conversation. Um, from where we, from where he was last year, I never would have picked it. So good to see. Adrian Wong says, I'm now torn on down fish. Does one good game get them new contracts or is that <laughs> recency bias and we should stick to the plan to delist and trade? Uh, I still think you can release the fish. Um, see what I did there? Catch and release sort of thing. Uh, <laughs> oh, Maddie, I love it. Sorry, Very I should good. have picked up on it. I'm all for a pun. Good stuff. <laughs> Are there better fish in the sea? There, oh, nice one. Sea? Um, there's always a bigger <laughs> fish. Uh, I just think we're stacked with halfback flankers. So even though he's reinvented himself as a, a, a good halfback flanker, I think we've got enough. I don't think they're going to keep him around for that. And I think another team would, would be interested in him. He's too good not to be to be playing in a at one somewhere, yeah. I think. Um, so I think he probably goes and then Dow, I think it just depends on what he gets offered. Yeah, I agree with that. It'll be interesting if Fish does increase his value, what we might get offered for him. Yeah. So it doesn't hurt. Tim W says, we've won easy, we've won against top teams and now we've won from behind. Is there any other winning scenarios left that we need to – go through to excise demons of the past. <laughs> I would say beating Collingwood on the siren by a point. <laughs> well, we haven't won a, a final in a long time. Final. Yeah. yeah. So notching a final victory would be very lovely. Uh, I think I don't really care how we win. I just think winning for this team is really good. Um, and we've been doing that. Uh, so I'm just pretty happy. I don't really mind how we go about it. I think so too. But Melbourne this week is a – they – Inflicted some hurt emotionally, physically, you know, <laughs> torment on my, on me anyway, and on the supporter base last year with that horrible defeat at the pointy end of the season. So personally, wouldn't mind excising the demon, even though Voss says it's all behind us and it's a different set of circumstances now. I would certainly love a win against them at the pointy end of the season. Yeah, wouldn't wouldn't say no. Um, Dom says, let's talk depth. Not so long ago, the media were coming after our list, saying it wasn't up to it even suggesting a rebuild. Yet here we are with no Walsh, Chera, McKay, Kennedy, McGovern, Silvani and instead Martin, Marchbanks, Cunningham, Kemp and Dow. And I think we can 
win it all. Yeah. So there you go. He's just lording the depth. Yeah, well, we sort of – the same sort of question, who in the team we know at the start of the season. It's it's a massive change. Yeah. The media are, media are a very fickle bunch. Um, doesn't take much for them to change their minds and, and it week to week can be a completely different opinion. And they're right. Now that we've won a few games without a few guys in the team, all of a sudden we have a, a list full of depth. But – I'll give us a... Well, I saw that we should make the grand final today. Oh, there you go. Uh, Yeah, Jared Wheatley saying minimum prelim at the moment for us. Um, I lap it up, to be honest. (laughs) But I'll give ourselves... Give me me Carlton optimism. I'll give ourselves a pat on the back. When when we were losing and people were asking, is it the list or the coach, we we sort of backed both in, but we always were adamant that the list wasn't the issue. We always liked the list. Um, Yeah, and I think pat ourselves on the back even more. I think we were pretty <laughs> steady with our review of us as well. We, I know. I was, we I was, thought he was the right appointment. I was teetering for a little while there. I was getting close. But we always did right, stick by. I'll pat by. myself on the back. <laughs> 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 well, it's, let's just say we picked that this would happen to me, Maddie. We said we'll get to the end of the season with this run of wins and we'd be happy to keep him. That was the dream scenario. We hoped for it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So Melbourne, you've said a four-goal victory is your prediction for the, the big match on Saturday. That's what I'm hoping for. How about you? Look, I'd love to say 50 points, but I'd be happy if we got over them by 12 points. I'd be happy to get over them at all. I've oh. got lots of cheeseboard loving Melbourne friends that I'd like to shoot a few messages to after the game. <laughs> Every victory from here is just it's, – it's really big in terms of where we finish. So, yeah, any wins are yeah. vital. Also, if we are going to stream towards September, the, the form where the rich vein of form are in, I'd like to keep carrying it through. Yep, that's true. Well, it's all very positive here. All right, I'm going to get out of the bathroom of my accommodation. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to wrap. I hope the audio has been okay, guys, but couldn't resist jumping on even remotely to celebrate a really, really important character-building, group-defining victory for the club. Hey, Maddie, Massive. Yep, just another another notch on the belt on our path towards finals. (laughs) Yeah, let's touch on it. We're trying to be excited but not jinx it. If you're new to the podcast, thanks for tuning in. Hit subscribe and we'll pop up in your inbox each week. Love to um, have you join us on the socials as well, the.bluepod on Instagram, the bluepod on Twitter. We'll be back next week. Let's hope eight in a row and we're celebrating another victory, Maddie. Go Blues.